Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring the one, the only Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. He'll bring you up to date on a prediction about the next Mac Pro from Apple. A little bit later, we'll hear an encore performance from Brett Johnson. He used to be the USA's number one wanted cyber criminal. All this and more in the Tech Night Out Live. We're joined by the one and only Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. With so many things to talk about, I'm just going to continue. So big news you probably read about or heard about that there was a bug in group FaceTime, a security bug. Could you explain to our listeners what this is all about? Well, the security bug allowed someone to listen into the recipient of a call before they had even like accepted connection. Let's call that a significant security hole. And uh, Apple's solution so far has been to disable FaceTime group calls entirely until they have a proper fix in place. But it seems now that the fix was released. Yeah, it was uh, fixed in iOS 12.1.4, which was released late in uh, the week. Uh, Really, in part, to I mean, it was it was probably rushed out the door to fix this particular uh, bug, but uh, the issue is no longer an issue, but I, I think Apple took a little bit of a hit on its security and privacy uh, reputation from the mere existence of this bug. Well, part of it is there's a report that Apple waited a few days before it dealt with it in the way it should. A young man alerted Apple to the bug on Twitter, which isn't necessary. I mean, I don't see everything that comes to me on Twitter, and I'm not quite as busy as Apple. Uh, and then it was like a week later that the press picked up the story and started giving Apple lots of grief, lots of justifiable grief over it. And uh, long story short is uh, that Apple fixed it pretty quickly after that, but there was the initial delay until the press picked up on it. And this is where it gives plenty of opportunity for the critics of Apple to say, oh, Apple is talking about all its concerns for customers' privacy, but look what they did here. Yeah, you know what? I reject that. I mean, I real I I, re- I understand that, like you know, Apple is a target of opportunity, and whenever you can ding Apple, especially when it takes a very high and mighty position on things like privacy and and to a lesser extent on things like security, that when Apple has a misstep, of course everybody wants to jump uh, jump on the company, jump on the you know the anti Apple bandwagon, but the reality is is there is a difference between a mistake and a policy and a business model. And, a, you know, a raison d'etre, like, you know, Facebook exists to slurp up everything about us and sell sell access to us to advertisers. Most of Google's products, definitely not all of Google's products, exist for the same reason. Lots of different services and companies out there exist to spy on us and sell access to us to advertisers. And Apple doesn't do that. And this was a mistake. This was a bug. And it got fixed and it got dealt with. 
it is not a representation of some sort of shortcoming in Apple's corporate fiber. Instead, it was a mistake that made it to the light of day. And all companies, great companies and terrible companies and and your average companies, everyone's going to make a mistake sometime. Except Apple has to be perfect. (laughs) Apple is expected to be perfect. You know, Apple largely sets a high bar. People expect Apple to to meet that bar, but but the reality is that Apple does make mistakes. And no one's going to remember this in a week. Apple, like I said earlier, that Apple's reputation uh, took a bit of a hit. And and that's true, but it didn't take a long-term hit. And Apple did the right thing. And and, and this is going to end up being a non-issue within a week or two. Well, this is like all the other problems that Apple has had, these uh, alleged scandals like we had for example the iphone 4 antenna gate where the design was criticized of course apple sometimes makes changes after saying hey it's perfect so there they said it's performing in accordance with the laws of physics or whatever steve jobs said with the iphone 4s they revised the antenna system anyway if you're in call yeah Yeah, i do Yeah, yeah yeah I don't know. So that's one thing they do. Then, of course, remember with the iPhone 6, the complaint that the 6 Plus could be bent too easily in your back pocket. And Apple says, no, it meets specs. It was tested by Square Trade, the extended warranty company. I think Allstate owns them now. And by Consumer Reports, because they wanted to get in the act, found to be acceptable. And then Apple still beefed it up for the 6S. So if you want to get an old iPhone, I'd prefer the 6S Plus. Just saying. Sure. But in case here with group FaceTime, that's been difficult for Apple because it was promised for iOS 12, but it was late to the party. Is it possible they rushed it a little too much because of that? And that's where the bug creeped in? I don't know, Gene. It's possible. Uh, We don't know. It's not the first mistake Apple has made. And we don't have any particular reason to think that uh, those other products were particularly rushed. I mean, you know, in in the world of software, sometimes it takes lots of eyeballs on a product to fix it. I'm not saying that makes it okay. I'm not saying that it's fine that Apple made this particular mistake. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not it's not that big a deal. In that Apple has dealt with it, they reacted immediately by turning off the service. They very quickly released a bug fix that re-enabled the service and and uh, uh, patched the, the problem at the same time. I, I don't really see how much more we could ask of Apple other than, than always being perfect. And that's probably not realistic. By probably, I mean it's not realistic. Of course, Apple gave a guidance for the December quarter, which was, what, $89 billion to 92 or something. And then... Tim Cook reports early in January they're going to miss the low end by $5 billion. And everybody freaked, but he was just being honest. I mean, you're not a miracle worker, and conditions were not, when they first predicted what sales would be, quite what they turned out to be. Yep. This is, this, yep, this is true. I, I, if you're looking for an argument from me, I don't have one. I'm not asking for one. I think we all have to agree that most everybody who wants a smartphone has a smartphone of one sort or another. In third world countries, maybe not, but in some countries, the plus-sized or the phablet-sized 
smartphones are the main or only computing device because that's what they can afford. We know about all the headwinds in China and the trade wars. And then there's, of course, the difference between the dollar and other currencies. The dollar being worth more means that when it's translated to other countries, their prices go up. And so it's supposed Uh, to be a good thing. This is true. I I would say, though, Gene, I would say, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing that that, that I've been dinging Apple on this miss, this miss that it had. And, And probably most of the miss came from issues uh, macroeconomic issues well beyond Apple's control in China. However, however, I think it's very important to note that in the last 14 calendar months, 15 calendar months at this point, actually maybe 16 calendar months, in the last year and a half, Apple has raised the entry-level price for a brand new iPhone by $100 from $649 to 749. We got more to come. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer talking about Apple raising prices on gear and what impact that had. More to come on the Tech Night Owl live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know their good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com
This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Age-related macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness in people over 55. But with treatment, it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Brian, this is where we see. Not just that, but with the release of the MacBook Pro with the touch bar, it was, what, $300 more than the model it replaced? We saw that tendency. And as you say, the price of iPhones went up, and Apple discontinued the iPhone SE at the same time. Now, I've seen them available for prepaid wireless. So what is it? Best Buy and Walmart. Offer them for $139. I don't know if it's reconditioned or what, with either straight talk wireless or family mobile. You know, they're prepaid, prepaid wireless. So I don't know if that price is subsidized to get you to use their service. It's $139. And the iPhone 6S, not the Plus, is $199. Again, that's the 6S is no longer offered by Apple either. But I think they made a mistake not offering the SE unless sales were worse than I expect. I think that if there was an issue with iPhone SE is that it sold too well. What I mean by that is, and I don't know this for sure. I don't know this for sure, but, but, but I feel like Apple has been wanting to raise its average selling price at all costs for the iPhone, because it knows it knows better than all of us where iPhone sales are headed. 
right? You know, Apple has the very best data to understand exactly where iPhone sales are headed. This is this is the area of concern that I that I was talking about. It, since Steve Jobs returned, Apple has largely designed the best product that it could for the parameters that it set for itself and then priced accordingly. I feel like Apple has for the last 2 years for the with the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 10s, the 10s Max and and now the iPhone 10R. I feel like Apple actually designed the phone to a price point and then filled it accordingly. And that this was done to increase the average selling price so that Wall Street would continue to see iPhone revenue growing, even if unit sales weren't growing. And that if that's the case, and, and this is only a feeling on my part, right? I'm not basing this on internal communications with Apple or anything like that. If I am accurate on that, Gene, that is an area of concern for me, and that's putting it mildly. Well, I think it's obvious what they did, but they're learning now because Tim Cook blamed part of the problem, not on higher prices, but on the dollar exchange rate, which made those higher prices higher in some overseas countries such as China, and therefore they would be more flexible on pricing. And there was a report in Apple Insider, don't know if you saw it, maybe you heard about it, where two dealers in China lowered prices on iPhones and sales went up a lot. Sure. So that has to be the answer. Apple should sacrifice profits a little bit, wee bit. There's nothing wrong with Apple maintaining its margins. Apple's margins are important to the company's stock price. And they're also very important to perpetuating Apple's research and development. Although at this point, honestly, the company could not make a dime for years and 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 do just fine. If you look at the pricing on the 10R, the 10S, the 10S Max, Apple has priced those in line with its normal margins, right? Cuz notice that despite the increase in the, in the uh price of the iPhone, Apple's margins have not gone up. That says that the margins on the iPhone are in keeping with what they've always done. I think that's fine. But what Apple I believe needs to do. I mean, like Mark, you know, Apple has also proven a long time ago that market share for market share sake means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. The companies with the most market share make a lot less money than Apple. But at the same time, I think that Apple is pricing itself out of too many people's ability to get into an iPhone. And considering the fact that iPhone is often a gateway to the, to the entire rest of Apple's ecosystem, I, I, I think that Apple should dial back and should find a way to better target some of those users without sacrificing its margins. To wit, something like the iPhone SE, which I know is a device that you were attracted to. Well, certainly not me so much as my wife, but even Macalope, the columnist for Macworld, says he prefers the iPhone SE, and we understand why. It's it's more convenient for a lot of people. I know Kirk McElhern liked the iPhone SE. I noticed that Apple suddenly found enough units to offer closeouts on a couple of occasions and sold out. I don't know the sourcing of the iPhones offered by Straight Talk Wireless or Family Mobile from Walmart, but it's still $139 for an iPhone SE. It's still being offered. 
And then I saw the Walmart today when I went to pick up a medication, an iPhone 6S, rose gold, $199. Again, it's where they're family mobile. I don't think it's tied into it, though. It's They really want to sell you their prepaid wireless. Sure. So I wonder where they're getting those things from. If Apple isn't making either of those models anymore, do they have closeouts? Do they get reconditioned versions? No idea. You mentioned earlier, like maybe the sales uh, sales on that device were just awful. And keep in mind that it hasn't been updated in years. I mean, it's, it is not a new product in terms of the technology inside the device. So to, to your point, asking about whether or not sales have, for the iPhone SE have been like, uh, lackluster, maybe that is the case. And that would, in, in such a scenario, explain the uh, uh, sudden appearance of closeout. And remember also, Apple could have introduced an SE2. Very easily. The basic SE is kind of like an iPhone 6S with most of the parts. Yeah. Now, they could have introduced an SE2 where the parts would be like an iPhone 8. Development costs would be minimal if they keep the same form fact. Yeah. And it could be sold for the same thing, you know, 299 or 349 But again, is it Apple's quest to raise the average sale price? Or yeah, it, it, were yeah. sales just not sufficient to justify its presence and i suspect the former gene i i I strongly suspect the former i i and i think we will know when apple turns around and uh debuts new iphones in september of 2019 and if if the average sailing if the average if the entry level price in particular stays the same I think we will see Apple acknowledging the fact that it pushed it pushed a barrier on uh, entry level pricing at the very least too much, and if we end up seeing the reintroduction of a product like the iPhone SE, which you know I I think Apple needs for for emerging markets, you know I think Apple needs something like the the the, the SE form factor in uh, countries like in, uh, India, and maybe even to a lesser extent in in China, but certainly in India, probably in Brazil. And these are huge markets with a lot of potential customers. We're going to talk more about this with Gene and Brian on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Detoxify, lose weight, and restore balance to your body by simply drinking tea. Surprised? Dr. Miller's Holy Tea can help you feel better and even lose weight because Holy Tea is a unique herbal tea blend of all natural ingredients specially formulated by Dr. Bill Miller. Call this number, 888-660-7039, or click drmillersclinic.com. Take the first step toward better health. Drink tea from Dr. Miller's Clinic. 
The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. USA Radio News with Wendy King. A second woman is claiming Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax sexually assaulted her. But this time, she said it was rape. USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has more on the story. A second woman has accused Virginia's Lieutenant Governor Democrat Justin Fairfax of sexual assault. The woman says through her attorney that Fairfax raped her when they were students at Duke back in 2000. Former Republican Governor of Louisiana Bobby Jindal tells Fox News these women, they have to be heard from. Clearly they need to be heard. The New York Times is now saying there were contemporary uh, conversations from the first uh, 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 woman making accusations that are consistent with what she is saying now. So this looks credible. They, they, they need to be heard and they, if they want to be heard, they need to be heard. Fairfax is labeling the allegations as demonstratively false. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. You're listening to USA Radio News. Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power and Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625 live with gene steinberg it's the tech night owl because you never know what's going to happen next
We have Ryan Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. And we're talking here about the iPhone SE. Didn't Apple set things up that they could produce the SEs in India? Um, Am I wrong? We've heard lots of stories about Apple potentially doing that. But there's no deal yet that we know of. There's no, there's no manufacturing yet in, in India that we know of. I mean, they could also produce something like, what's the, the oldest model available now is the iPhone 8, is it? Or the 7? And maybe they can continue to do the 6S if they can offer it at a much lower price because it's still a pretty satisfactory device. Now, another thing, I don't know if it relates to anything, Samsung reported sales of about 2 million more units than Apple. Now, they make a big deal of that, but traditionally, Samsung has always sold more than Apple, except for a very few quarters, where Apple exceeded them. Most of Samsung's models are cheaper ones. The galaxies don't even approach an iPhone. But they made a big deal of that for getting the history of sales. Again, this is the way Samsung has always been. Yeah, Samsung has tremendous Apple envy and and wants to be compared to Apple and you know whatever. <laughs> LOL, Samsung. That's my that's my opinion on that company. Well, Apple and Samsung are friends again. Okay, the oldest iPhone being offered is the seven, and let me see where the prices are. They're offering sales, by the way, on the iPhone 10R, but it starts at four forty nine, the basic iPhone seven, and. This is $100 more than they were offering the iPhone SE for. Now, they are offering iPhone XR from $449. I think that's with a trade-in. And yeah. a lot of places are offering XRs, two for the price of one. That kind of thing. So Apple is obviously working with carriers to move more product. Normally, you don't see this until the model's been out for a while. Samsung does it on day one. Apple usually takes its time. Yeah, and and Apple at the same time has said that uh, that that iPhone XR was its top selling device, right? I'm not really sure where to take that. I think it's a logical thing. Last year, the 10 was so very different from the 8 and the 8 Plus that it had higher sales. This year, you get what 95 percent of an iPhone XS and XS Max. For $250 less. You don't get the OLED display. For most people, probably they don't care all that much. I've seen the two side by side, and I would care because I'm kind of a critic about such things, but I'd still buy the cheaper one. Everything else is the same except for the camera. You're getting, and and of course, you don't get 3D touch, which I think three people use. (laughs) So there you go. And then it's therefore for what you get a good value. And that's why it's getting so many purchases. Sure. That's, that's reasonable analysis. The other thing Tim Cook said, which I thought was significant is that when they instituted that special Apple battery replacement program for $29, mm-hmm. 11 million iPhones were upgraded. Now this year, the prices went up to 49 and $69, depending on the model. Suddenly they're competitive with the third parties. I think batteries plus bulbs or something like that is $49, I forget. But 11 million meant some of those 11 million set aside plans to buy new iPhones because they realized 
Hey, I can replace the battery. It still works fine. Apple releases iOS 12, which speeds up performance, especially on older iPhones. So, and Tim Cook admitted this, fewer people see a reason to upgrade. Well, uh, okay. I, well, I, I, that's all very reasonable. I would add that I can't imagine I'm the only one who thought to myself, well, if I'm going to sell my iPhone, it's going to be, or if I'm going to give it, if I'm going to do a hand-me-down to someone in the family for my iPhone, that getting the battery replaced, even if it's fine, is uh, for a discount, is, uh, uh, is a really good idea. And as I said, with that, plus the fact that performance was boosted in iOS 12, it means you're basically getting a pretty decent value. An iPhone 6S, even though Apple no longer sells it, works pretty good. Yeah, that's true. And of course, the 6S has a stronger case because they stiffen the innards. Again, true. Uh This all checks out. Okay. So iPhone, we see where Apple is at. They're cutting prices overseas in some markets, which is bringing increased sales. They have to learn from that, though. They have to be more conscious of the exchange rate of the dollar, not just on what it costs here, because they said sales were up slightly. In the U.S., I think 5%. But they went down and there was price resistance. So Apple is going to have to recognize this. Even if they don't change prices next year, they're going to have to sacrifice overseas. Yeah, and you say you think Apple's going to learn from that. But, you know, I've had my my long-running joke for years, right, that... Apple, Apple's, I've called it Apple's one weird trick for goosing Mac sales, which is to release new models, uh, you know, as if, as if it's some sort of mystery, but like every time Apple releases new models, their, their Mac sales go up. And yet we still have lots of time going on between some updates. And, um, so I don't know that Apple's going to, to have any kind of takeaway from seeing uh, unit sales go up where they have lower prices. I really I just don't know that, Gene. Well, now we're going to find out, I guess, with this experiment from Apple. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm, they're not stupid. They want to make more money. Now, remember, they no longer report unit sales, so you have to infer them from what you assume the average sale price is, being that the iPhone XR is the largest selling and I think the 10s Max was the next one. I forget. Any case, sales were up in revenue on Macs slightly. Same thing with iPads. Same thing, obviously, with the wearables category, the new wearables category. So we assume that the Apple Watch Series 4 did pretty well. But with Macs, I tend to think a lot of that is the higher price because the Mac Mini. Went up from four ninety nine to seven ninety nine. Well, I th- I think it's more likely, Gene, that it's the fact that Apple released a new Mac Mini and a uh, new MacBook Air, and there again, it was that one weird trick for goosing Mac sales actually releasing new products. That's what I think it was. So it was a combination, perhaps, of higher yeah. prices plus the fact that Apple released something brand new to. Goose sales. I just don't understand looking at the way the Mac Mini turned out, why Apple couldn't have done that three years earlier. 
<laughs> good question, man. It's a good question. It, it remains a mystery why Apple spends pays so little attention to releasing new Macs. I mean, it's it just should be the easiest thing in the world, uh, considering the fact that uh, uh, you know the market itself, the, the industry, the technology, the the you know everything about Macs is not currently new. I want I want more Macs. I, I I'm cranky on that, Gene, because I want a new iMac. And uh, there's no way I'm, I would pay brand new prices for the year and a half old technology that is, that is the, the iMac line. Well, the new iMac ought to be coming out. Apple has no reason not to upgrade the iMac sometime. Maybe they were waiting for another faster chip to really do it. I have no idea what Apple's waiting for, what their logic is as to whether a certain model receives an upgrade. We assume... The iMac sells in decent volumes, but again, notebooks get more love because they sell even more volumes than that. So maybe that's the reason. We all know. We'll talk more about these things with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Now, let me return to something that you've talked about on past shows. This year, we're supposed to see an all-brand-new Mac Pro, modular, hoping that it will be as modular as the cheese grater models or somewhere between that and the trash can models, which means you'll be able to upgrade the drives. If you just plug them into the logic board or something, you'll be able to get multiple drives, add graphic cards, whatever, more upgradable, maybe more RAM slots, whatever humongous price you suggested this is going to be the first arm based mac do you still feel that way well firstly we don't actually know that it's coming out in 2019 it's it was as early as 2019 possibly 2020 my case my biggest case i gotta back up there are two reasons why i thought that apple's Next, that that this big this big refresh for for Mac Pro might well be, and probably is going to be its introduction for the uh, Apple ARM processor powered Mac. And one argument is that it has taken forever. Why has it taken so, like Apple? We, it was a year and a half ago when Apple told us that they were working on this on this stuff. So the question is, what could possibly take so long to release this new? 
Mac model. I mean, it's, you know, iPod was like envisioned and shipped within nine months. Why the heck could it possibly take so long for Apple to release a new Mac Pro? Well, one reason, that, the biggest reason that makes any sense to me whatsoever is if Apple has been working on its ARM-based uh, chips, that takes time. That legitimately takes time. And that would explain this enormous delay in making this happen. And the other reason, of course, was that Adobe is going to be releasing in 2019 its ARM port of Photoshop for iPad. And the ARM port for Photoshop for iPad will be a very relatively, at least, simple conversion for an ARM-based version of Photoshop for an ARM-based Mac. So you put you put all those together, and the timing of of what we're expecting it really does make sense. You know, I, I have to point out this is again not based on insider knowledge. This is based simply on analysis. I mean, I can see where it makes sense if Apple can do it, but would it make sense for the most expensive model? Can they produce an ARM-based chip? that would match or be competitive with an Intel Xeon with 28 cores or something. Well, that's just it. Apple has never put a 28 core Xeon in a Mac Pro. No, they put an 18, even then. What we've seen is that Apple's ARM-based chips beat the pants off of other mobile ARM-based chips. Like, I mean, it's Apple crushes crushes the rest of the, of the world when it comes to ARM-based chips for mobile. So can Apple do that same sort of thing for its Macs? I, actually, I suspect they can. I really suspect that they can. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they need to put 64 cores to, to, to make it happen. That's conceivable. Whatever the case, I think that Apple can do it. The other thing is the fact that a lot of people, especially with higher-end Macs, still are going to use a virtualization, virtual machines. Some, I guess, use Bootcamp. I don't know how many. To run Windows and other software. If you're using an ARM-based processor, you're obviously going to have an emulation layer of some sort for older apps till they're ported. How are you going to handle the virtualization for Windows? Well, uh, there's a version of Windows for ARM now. So that's the way they're going to do it? Uh, well, I mean, the, I'm saying that, that there is a an ARM-based version of Windows already out there. So, you know, that should pl play well into Apple doing this for, for the Pro, if that's what they choose to do. The other question right? being, how fast will it run under emulation for regular Mac apps? Because it's going to take, just like it did before. Oh, oh, oh for, for Mac apps. Yeah, well, Apple also has a very proven track record for making that work. So if Apple has gone down this path, I am confident that Apple will have the tools in place allowing people to do what they need to do. I'm confident of that. So you still feel reasonably confident i'm assuming then if they do that they will time the release at the wwdc for 2019 yeah because it'll be a very important development for the people who write the software yeah 
Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with that. Uh, I think um, a major move like that, major move like that needs to be done WWDC uh, in part because developers are going to want to take advantage of, of courses and sessions and everything that are being offered. All right. Well, let's keep that prediction in the hopper. We're in February now. Four months from now, roughly speaking, Apple has its WWDC. We have to see what Apple introduces between now and then. There are reports that a new basic iPad will come out to replace the $329 version, I suppose. What about the rumors about the iPad mini, like an iPad mini 5? I thought Apple had pretty much given up on that already. Yeah, I never understood that either. Lots of people like the mini. I don't I don't really understand why the mini has had so little so little love, so few uh iterations. I I hope that those rumors are correct and I hope that Apple is making that happen. That's all I can say. Make it happen, folks. Yep, make it happen. Make it happen. Make you got to so. make it happen. If you don't make it happen, it's not going to be it. Apple losing the head of its retail operations. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's Interesting an, times. Yeah. Now, she's not somebody. Angela Arons, is it? Arons? Arons. Uh, Angela Arons. Angela Arons is not the kind of person who stays for long at a company. Look at her history. You know, she's there for a few years. Wherever she is, she goes somewhere else. So maybe that's part of it right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could be a lot of things. It could be that, you know, working at Apple is hard. And she's, uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that's actually the case because um, she is a, she's a power player. So, you know, working at Apple, even if working at Apple is hard, not the first time that woman has worked hard. She has been just a tour de force wherever she's been. So, um, you know, it could be that she wants to do something new. It could be that she's done everything that she thought that she could do for Apple retail. Uh, it could be that Tim Cook wanted to take things in a, you know, take retail in a, in a different direction, although I think that the Apple's retail operations are, are probably pretty strong right now. Um, I have, I have, I, I don't know why she, uh, and it could be that she, she's been offered something like the deal of a lifetime. Maybe she wants to get back to fashion. Maybe she's more comfortable in the fashion world. That's possible too, right? We don't know, but I have a, I have a more interesting aspect of this though. And that more interesting aspect is who's replacing her because Apple took what was a C-suite position, right? She was the she was the what was she? She a senior VP? I say that isn't she the um, official title? Oh, then let me look on your story here. So we'll see. She is the senior vice president retail. Right. So all right. So they took a senior vice president position, and. They are turning that into a part-time position for a vice president. I don't buy that for a second. So that to me means that Deirdre, Deirdre O'Brien, who's a very, very talented executive, she is a temp person in one of her two jobs. She's currently the head of people, meaning that she's basically the HR uh, uh, VP. She is currently the head of, of, of people. So either 
that position or retail is going to get another head. There is no way that that having having uh, Miss O'Brien do both of these jobs is the long term game plan. Zero chance of that. Zero, zero, zero chance of that. So this is a waiting station of kind of an interim position till someone else comes. Got more to come with Brian Chaffin talking about Apple retail and the departure of one executive and somebody else taking it on part time on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Brian, you're feeling here that maybe this announcement came on short notice and Apple's doing something just to keep things, the seat warm for the interim until they make other plans? Well, it, it could be it could be a lot of things. It could be that Angela surprised Tim Cook with this. That's possible. Doesn't seem likely, but it's possible. And it's possible that Tim Cook has uh, very specifically a plan uh, someone that, that that he wants to bring in, who can't 
take on the position yet. Although if that were the case, I don't think they would have made the big announcement about Deirdre O'Brien taking this position. And it's also possible that again, that what what they're really looking for is a new head of HR, and they're not looking like like Deirdre O'Brien is the new head of, of retail, but they need someone to take take her uh, take on her job as as head of people. I just wonder how the one position makes her qualified for the other. Oh, I don't I don't know. First of all, keep in mind that she came from operations. And and she is by all accounts by her reputation is is outstanding, so it is conceivable. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, my guess is that she will stay head of people. She will stay the head of v, stay VP of people, and that Apple will bring in someone else to be head of retail. That's that's my guess. But for now, it'll coast. Then again, yep. you never know how an executive is going to fare. Ron Johnson was super successful setting up the Apple stores with Steve Jobs. He goes on to J.C. Penney. It was a total loss. This guy had no clue about how to handle J.C. Penney or its audience. I gosh, I disagree with that man. How so? I think the J.C. Penney that their board was petrified. I think they should have let. Ron Johnson finish his transformation of the company and that if JCPenney wanted to have any kind of chance on becoming a next generation retailer, that they should have let Ron Johnson finish his job. I strongly believe that Ron Johnson was doing an excellent job of transforming JCPenney and making them into a new, entirely new brand. So the deal is here that the board wouldn't give him enough time. To fill out his vision. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the board weaned out and got scared. All right. Well, then it's not doing too well since then. So I'm sure that worked real well. You know, I'm I'm not seeing any evidence here that JCPenney is doing all that well. JCPenney was in trouble. When they brought Ron Johnson in to transform the company, they were in trouble. Right, the retail world is changing. Ron Johnson had a radically different vision of how to how to be a department store, and and I think I think that without that radical vision, that J.C. Penney's is going to go the way go the way to, uh, of Sears. I mean, I'm not a retail expert. I don't I don't cover the retail industry, but uh, uh, that's my take. Now, my wife has never expressed a desire to go to JCPenney at all in her life. She says, Ugh. even when she wants to save money, she'll go into a Ross or one of those stores that has remainders or discount clothing or something. She never mm-hmm. goes to a JCPenney. Now, JCPenney here in Arizona at the Tempe Marketplace, which is a you know decent size outdoor shopping center they've got a sephora section there and that's kind of a mid to high range cosmetics company yeah don't know if that meant anything it might be part of a desire on the part of jc penny to try to scale itself to higher end users but then again are department stores in general even relevant anymore. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think they are in some capacity. People do like seeing and touching and feeling and comparing and, and, you know, we like seeing things with our eyes. We like feeling things with our fingers and hands. We like smelling things, right? I, I, there, there is room for this kind of retailing, but it, it's changing. Amazon is changing everything. The internet is changing everything. And, but, you know, I don't, I don't see a day when there are no physical retailers. I just don't see that day. Even if we're walking into a store and having a computer uh, scan us and make everything like on the spot, on the fly, on demand, it it's there's still going to be a place for physical people to walk in and talk to physical people and see physical goods and get physical uh, advice and 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 make their purchases. Five hundred Apple stores. Yeah, but I'm thinking here about. The general store, the one that has a fashion department, cosmetics, maybe bedding, maybe appliances, a mixture of everything. That kind of store hasn't fared so well. Uh, That's true. It hasn't fared that well. Doesn't mean that the format is broken. It means that that people have not figured out how to how to adjust to the new reality. Right. Isn't that, isn't that, um, I mean, that, that seems pretty logical to me. Maybe nobody will have an answer to that. You know, maybe it'll just go the way of the dodo. Certainly I don't see Sears going anywhere except to the dustbin of history because the person who bought the company, who's an equity capital kind of guy, he bought for the real estate, really. And the stores sure. were of secondary interest there, the Kmarts and Sears. Let's move on to some other things here, a few things. Apple, Apple TV, AirPlay 2. Support is being added to some of the major TV makers. Sony, LG, I think Samsung, as a matter of fact, and, of course, Vizio. But not to TCL, which embeds Roku. Although there are reports that Apple is talking to Roku about doing that as well. All this means basically is you'll be able to cast or send something from an iPhone, iPad, or a Mac to your TV set. Okay. I'm with you so far. Okay. Is this the substitute for the fact that the Apple TV hasn't done so well? Then they add, of course... They can add an Apple app on those products, and that way people who still want to use the Apple ecosystem, iTunes, etc., can do that on almost any smart TV except the ones with Roku. Okay. Now, if Apple can greatly expand its audience with all these TVs, that opens an audience for the streaming service. With the new TV shows? Yeah. Yeah, it does, I think. That's very sound reasoning. Now, this published report, by the way, that, believe it or not, Apple sells the Apple TV at cost. They don't make money on it. They're selling it for the services it provides. 
we know that it's been used as a premium, like Verizon's new 5G service. I think one of the options you can do is get an Apple TV. For a while, I don't know if you can do it anymore. DirecTV has DirecTV now, the streaming version of DirecTV, if you don't want the satellite. And there, for a while, if you paid three months, $35 a month, $105, you get the $179 Apple TV. Somebody's got to be taking a loss on that, right? Did Apple just sell it to AT&T at their normal price, whatever it is, and then AT&T did this at a loss to sign up customers? More to come with Ryan Chaff and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way dot com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national best-selling book. You can buy it on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or be among the first 250 people to reply. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776 to claim your free national best-selling book now. That's the word bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
rotation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Apple TV. Do you think that was it? that the companies who offer the Apple TV as a premium took the loss or they share the loss with Apple? Um, I don't know that we have enough information for that. Historically, Apple has not really taken losses. Like if there, you know, if there was a loss, it was going to be on the retailer side. Now, Apple has always called Apple TV a hobby. So what does that actually mean? Does that mean that it's the kind of product that Apple would sell at, uh, at cost in order to get them into households as a future for, uh, for app sales subscriptions and then eventually its own streaming service? Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, it's a pretty good possibility, really. But we, I don't think we have enough information to, to know for sure. Obviously, they're trying to get their services onto more and more products so if you buy a tv they sell millions and millions of tv sets with airplay to support that way people are still encouraged to use their apple gear they don't have to buy an apple tv they can use their iphone their ipad and their mac and and for especially younger people that is the increasing reality anyway right exactly and doing that when and if they produce this TV service, they'll have a built-in audience of millions if they offer it as part of a streaming service. Again, the thing that concerns me, not that Apple wants to reach a larger audience, that's fine. How many streaming services can we sustain? You know, you've got Hulu, we've got Amazon Prime, we've got Netflix, of course, Disney's coming out with theirs. We've got the Paramount Channel, we've got CBS All Access, which has Star Trek, and now they're bringing back Jean-Luc Picard from the old man's home (laughs) and making a series around Patrick Stewart, which he'll produce, by the way. So it's got to be too much by now. Uh, You know, I would argue that... We are nowhere near peak streaming services, and you know we will hit peak 
streaming services, and then there will be a backlash, and some of them will go away or be purchased or consolidated, et cetera. But I don't think we're yet, there yet, Gene. I, I think that everybody thinks that they're going to be able to get a piece of the, piece of that streaming sweet lucrative recurring revenue pie, and um, uh, and 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 that some parties that should not be going down that route are going to try to go down that road. Well, at the end of the day, people who do this instead of buy cable TV or satellite cut the cord. After subscribing to a few of these services, maybe a premium service like HBO or Showtime, then they have to decide, I want to have also network shows. Maybe they live in an area where a digital antenna works. Or if they don't, they just get basic cable and fill it out with these streaming services. Some of the cable TV services offer Netflix built in to grab that audience. I think Cox... Is it Comcast with the Xfinity is offering it? Yep. I'm not sure which ones. Yep. Yeah, but there's certainly lots of them, lots of different options, lots of different bundles out there. And Gene, I, th- I think that we're in the midst of um, some transformations, basically, when it comes to how content is being delivered. I mean, I, I know that sounds obvious, but what I mean by that is that I don't, I, I think we're still early in those days. I don't think anything is close to shaking out. So at this point, everybody who wants to introduce these services will do it, maybe in the next year or two. And then based on how they perform in the marketplace, they'll have to make some fast decisions about what to do next. And certainly customers who wanted to cut the cord to save a lot of money will see as they add more and more of these services that the dollars they spend or the euros they spend, if they have this in Europe, but we're speaking about the U.S. right now, the dollars they spend will soon approach what they yep. spent on cable so where did they save anything well they, they didn't and it turns out you can't get some you can't get very many good things for free right now we have a lot of really really great tv being produced and it turns out turns out someone's got to pay for that and uh, or or you know or or it would go away so again i i we're we're in a big transformation if anything, the cord cutter, you know, kind of building on what you're saying, Gene, I think that the cord cutter revolution, that the most that it's going to result in is in better delivery from the standpoint of what used to be a set-top box and like having things be app-based and having things be easier, having less equipment to deal with, uh, needing fewer fewer installation people to come into your home. I, I And at the end, we're probably going to end up paying mostly the same kinds of prices. Well, the big thing here is if you take a streaming service, as opposed to Netflix coming in through Cox Cable or something, there's still the question of bandwidth cap. And will the ISPs eliminate that? Cox has an option. By the way, I think $50 extra or something with the higher-end plans to get unlimited bandwidth. Okay. See, that's the problem if you want, say, 4K, or you're streaming a live TV, even HD, you're going to have to run up against that if you like to watch TV for a lot of hours a day. I don't these days. I watch a lot less TV than I used to. I realize a lot of these procedurals that I used to watch, if you miss a few episodes, it doesn't matter because they'll be repeated maybe on some basic cable channel later on. 
And since they're basically self-contained episodes, you're not losing the character development all that much. So I spend probably now an hour, hour and a half watching TV. That's it. Each night used to be a lot more. And I thought older people spend more hours in front of the set, but not me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I don't, you know, it's it's kind of anecdotal, right? So I don't know how much we should be ascribing everyone's habits to your habits or my habits. I am an example of nothing. (laughs) Far from true, Gene. Far from true. Funny, but far from true. I know that Grayson, my son, has no cable TV in Madrid. He has Netflix because they're available in Madrid. Maybe he gets over-the-air TV. I don't know. I don't think he has the time. You know, he works a long time, hangs out with his friends in the evening. So Netflix gives him everything he wants. In fact, when he came to visit us, he brought an Amazon Fire tablet. You know, something like a 10-inch or something similar to a standard iPad. And would watch his TV programs on that. He got real cheap, set it up with Netflix over Wi-Fi, and he was happy. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where we can find more of the stuff you do. Well, I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer. You can find me there at macobserver.com. I also uh, host the Apple Context Machine. It's a weekly podcast for the Mac Observer. You can find us on iTunes or at macobserver.com slash ACM. And thank you, Brian Chaffin, for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam tells top staffers he won't resign after a racist photo surfaced from his med school yearbook page. Richmond resident Darnell Carruthers. I don't believe in my heart that he is racist. Meanwhile, a second woman accuses Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax of sexual assault when they both were students at Duke University. Fairfax, in a statement, calls the accusation demonstrably false. He says, I have never forced myself on anyone ever. The city of Milwaukee has held a vigil for 35-year-old officer Matthew Ritter. He was shot and killed on Wednesday while serving a search warrant. 
City Alderman Tony Zelensky says Ritter was a hero. He did two tours of duty in Iraq. He comes back here and fights for our safety right in our own neighborhoods. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 what's going to happen next you never know when you're listening to the tech night owl live with gene steinberg Brett Johnson boasts that he used to be, what, the U.S.'s most wanted cyber criminal. Brett, welcome to the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> what is the path from there to here? What is the path from there to here? Well, first, I wouldn't say that I boast. It's just one of those things that that's what I am. The path, well, for me, the path started at 10 years old. Uh, that's when I started breaking the law. I was 10, my sister was nine. I come from Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky is one of these areas like the Panhandle of Florida, where if you're not lucky enough to have a job, you might be involved in scamming or fraud or something like that. My mom was like the captain of the entire fraud industry in the city at that point. Uh, No crime too big or too small from stealing a 108,000 pound Caterpillar D9 bulldozer to taking a slip and fall in a store and, and trying to sue the owner. That was my mom. My dad wasn't like that. Uh, He was the guy that was just, he loved her so much, he was scared to lose her, so he would do whatever she wanted to do. He, he was the enabler. Until she finally leaves him, she leaves him and moves us from, we were in Panama City, we moved from Panama City back to Hazard, Kentucky. My mom was an abusive parent. She, um, not physically, but emotionally, mentally, verbally. She used to leave me and my sister alone for days at a time, and she'd go out party with men. 
Um, this one time she'd been gone for a few days and I was always the kid that was scared that she wasn't going to come back. Denise was the kid that just got angry. So mom had been gone for a while. We didn't have any food in the house. And Denise, she was nine years old. She walks in the house and she's got this pack of pork chops with her. And I'm like, where'd you get those? She said, she looks at me. She says, I stole them. I'm like, huh, show me how you did that. So she takes me, shows me how she steals food. And I'm like, hey, that's the best idea ever. So we start stealing food from there. We start stealing clothes and games, toys, jewelry, stuff like that. So mom comes home, finds all the ill-gotten loot, asks where it came from. And I told her, I was like, hey, we found it. She's like, no, you didn't find that. Denise, she didn't lie at all. She stands up half proud, half pissed off. We stole it. My mom, she looks at my sister and she was like, huh, show me how you did that. So, so mom joins us. Not only does she join us, but she goes and gets her mom to join us as well. We, we become kind of like this intergenerational shoplifting ring in eastern Kentucky. We used to take these road trips. They'd go to JCPenney's and steal clothes and jewelry. I'd go to the bookstore and steal books. That's the way things work. That's the first crime I committed uh, right there. And as I got older, I got more and more involved in the types of fraud and, and crime that my mom's side of the family committed until finally I branch off on my own. I fake a car accident to, uh, to claim the insurance money to get married. That was 1994. Use the money to uh, get married and move to Lexington, Kentucky to go to the University of Kentucky for theater and English. I've got a full-time job, full class load, doing all the cooking, cleaning. I was, uh, I'm that guy that's always scared that the people I love are going to leave. So I was like, hey, I'll do everything. Well, I couldn't do everything. So if something had to give, what gave was the job. Still have to make money. So no idea how, how I was going to do that until one day I, I find eBay like what I see there. No idea how to profit by it, but there has to be some way. Later on that week, I'm watching Inside Edition. Bill O'Reilly's on TV. He's talking about Beanie Babies. And they were, for those who don't know, they were these high-dollar collectibles, uh, little stuffed animals in the mid to late 90s. This one they were profiling was called Peanuts Royal Blue Elephant, uh, selling for $1,500. So I was watching the show, show and I was like, hey, I, I need to go out there and get me a peanut. Next day, I skipped class, go around to all the stores looking for him, can't find him because, of course, he's on eBay for 1500 But they've got these little gray elephants for $8. So I buy a gray elephant for $8, stop by the grocery store on the way home, pick up a pack of blue dye, go home and try to dye the little guy. Well, it turns out he's made out of polyester. He doesn't hold dye very well. Get him out of the bath. He looks like he's got the mange. But I, I ended up ripping a lady off of $1,500. I, um, I found a, fake, uh, a real picture of one online posted it. She believed I had the real thing and she won the bid. I sent her a message saying, hey, I need you to send me a U.S. Postal money order before I send you this item. She did that. So I got $1,500 from her. Uh, that was the first cybercrime I committed. And as I kept going, I got more involved in, in other types of online fraud and crime. I started doing uh, pirated software, pirated video games that turned into installing mod chips into cable systems so you could watch all the pay-per-view channels. Finally, in the late 90s, a Canadian judge ruled that it was illegal for a Canadian citizen to pirate satellite DSS signals, those small 18-inch satellite dishes. Since RCA wasn't selling them up there, the judge said, hey, my citizens can pirate the signal. Well, what happened was, as soon as the judge said, said that, it opens up an entire industry in the United States. You can go to Best Buy, buy the system for $100, take it out of the parking lot, pull the card out of the system, throw the rest of the, way, rest of the system away in the parking lot, program the card, ship it to Canada, $500 a pop. I started doing that, making a lot of money. Had so many orders, I couldn't fill them all. And I thought to myself, huh, well, why do I need to fill any of them? 
they're in Canada. I'm down here. What are they going to do about it? So I didn't fill any of the orders, made even more money. So much that I got worried about how much was coming in, figured the best thing that I could do is get a fake driver's license, use that to open up a bank account, launder the money through that. So I was at UK, no idea where to, to find a driver's license at all. So I get online, look around, think I find a guy, send him $200, send him my picture, and he rips me off. And I get pissed off. I get so pissed off that the end result was a site called Shadow Crew. Shadow Crew was the precursor to today's darknet markets that laid the foundation for the way modern cybercrime channels operate by today. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested uh, in this here. Shadow Crew. Go- I'm interested in this here, Brett. So the criminal gets ripped off. Pardon me now? So you get ripped off? Yes. Is that like karma or what? What did you think at the time? Well, I, you know, I, I got to the point. So that was a real, really the first time I was ripped off online. And um, I, I, I got angry about it. I did not. Uh, I thought I'd been, you know, I, I thought I was the victim and uh, got mad. And I mean, I raised mortal hell. Uh, there was no. Before that site that I built came on, there was no avenue for organized for organized cybercrime. Uh, cybercrime, if you were looking to buy personal information, credit card details, bank logins, anything like that, the only place you had to do that was on, on an IRC chat session, this kind of rolling message board where there was no way to gauge trust or know who you were talking to or anything else. Um, so I started doing that, complaining. Finally, the uh, I met with two other guys that... Uh, were actual cyber criminals as well. One uh, went by the screen name of Mr. X. The other one went by the screen name of Beelzebub. We partnered together and built the first website. The first website was called Counterfeit Library. Um, and basically, that was a site for identity theft. Uh, I, by that point in time, I knew how to rip people off on eBay. I knew how to rip people off using PayPal, things like that. So I would train anyone that wanted to know how to do that. I would train them on how to do that. Uh, we ended up moving over to another website called Shadow Crew. Um, to give you an idea of who who all was on Shadow Crew, the, the different types of members. Uh, one guy, his name was uh, Albert Gonzalez. He was our forum techie. He ends up becoming the largest credit card thief in history. He uh, hit Heartland Payment Systems, TJ Maxx, Dave & Buster's, stole 170 million credit card numbers. He ends up, of course, getting caught. He gets two 20-year prison sentences. Uh, Max Butler, he's in the book Kingpin. I'm in that book as well. He stole like 60 million credit card numbers. He gets 13 years in prison. And as a matter of fact, he was in that he's still in prison. He was indicted two weeks ago for more, more credit card charges while in prison. So he's going to get another decade on top of that. Um, there was Dmitry Golubov out of the Ukraine. He's the gentleman who is responsible for modern credit card theft as we know it today. Uh, Roman Vega out of the Ukraine as well. He was, uh, the first person that sold organized dumps, so uh, credit card dumps. If you look at um, the back of your credit or debit card, on the back of that, there's a magnetic stripe. And on that magnetic stripe are three data tracks. First data track is customer's name. Second data track is the card number, an equal sign. Then there's a 16-digit algorithm outside of that. Third data data track is called indiscriminate data. No one uses it. What's sold illegally is the second data track, because when you swipe a card, or you insert the chip. The only information that's sent to the bank or the processor for verification is that second data track. Back then, those things sold for about $30. Today, they sell for around $30. Brett, so- let's do our break. we got more to come with Brett Johnson. We're talking about his acts of criminality and where they led to. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. 
you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNlife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNlife.com. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. This is an interesting tale here because basically you became a career criminal at what, 10 years old? How long did this process go on before somebody stopped you? Oh, geez, that was... uh, So my first arrest was was before I found the internet and I was doing uh, telephone work, uh, telemarketing, uh, you know, calls and everything else. That quickly turned into telemarketing fraud. Um, I set up my own charity and um, would call people asking for money. I got caught doing that. I served three months in a uh, county jail for that. Now, once the cybercrime starts, so on the Beanie Baby, I didn't get any uh, any attention on that at all. Law enforcement never did anything at all. And I was doing, I was very, very naive at, the, at that point. I didn't really know anything about staying safe online or what's called operational security today if you're a cyber criminal, how to stay safe and break the law. But as I continued on, I would do things that got law enforcement attention. Like there was one time um, I got a lot of a lot of ideas for watching television. So uh, another show I'm watching, uh, they were profiling uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire baseballs that were being sold on eBay, autographed baseballs. So I'm sitting there watching that and I'm like, huh, I can autograph some baseballs. Next day I go down to the academy, I buy a case of baseballs, stop by a grocery store on the way home, pick up a black Sharpie marker go home and start signing their names to them. And I quickly find out, okay, those signatures don't look anything like that. So I'm like, well, need to print off some certificates of authenticity. So I do that, place everyone on Monday and sell them off for $60 a pop. Um, about two weeks later, I get a knock at the door and um, it was the Fayette County Sheriff's Office, a detective and a sergeant. And they come in and basically they lambasted me. They're like, hey, you're going to send these people their money back or we're going to put you in prison. Do you understand? And I'm like, yes, I understand. So I sent back, I learned pretty quick, the only money you had to send back was to the people who were complaining. So I sent the money back to those who complained, pocketed the rest, uh, kept going from there until finally I, I get a skill level that I know how to do things anonymously, know how to hide my tracks, everything else at that point. Um, so with Shadow Crew, me and two other guys started the site. We end up, both those guys end up dropping out. The guy, that, that, excuse me, the guy named Beelzebub, he was in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. He was a pot grower, so he, he goes back to growing pot. He was more interested in that. Uh, Mr. X was out of Los Angeles. He gets picked up in Las Vegas, of all places, running cards and uh, counterfeit checks. So he, he goes to prison on that. So I'm the only guy left. I, I rise to the top of the heap, so I, I control it all. We were at, uh, with Shadow Crew, when it ended, we were at 4,000 members is what we had, and those were global members as well. So Shadow Crew made the front cover of Forbes. August 2004, headline, Who's Stealing Your Identity? October 26, 2004, United States Secret Service arrested 33 people, six countries, six hours. And I was the only guy who got away from that. 
Well, of course, you got to feel lucky here. Having escaped this arrest, what did you do next? <laughs> well, I mean, did you give it up and say, obviously, you didn't give it up and say, you know what? I'm lucky. I'm just going to get on with my life. No, obviously not. I was the guy. Um, so, I, so I financed my first marriage by faking that car accident. Uh, me and my first wife were married for nine years, and I lied to her the entire nine years. The first, it took her three years to figure out what I was doing for a living. Before that, I told her that I was simply an eBay reseller until the cops start showing up. Then she finds out, no, no, this guy's a crook. So after the three-year mark, another six years of me just lying to her, telling her, hey, I'm going to stop. I've stopped. I'm going to quit just a little bit more. It's not as serious as you think, blah, 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 until she finally figures out, okay, this this SOB is not about to stop. So she leaves me. Um, and I've always had this fear. One of my one of my big motivators is, is fear of being abandoned. And that comes from my childhood. But uh, so she leaves, and that fear becomes real. Even though I, I, I caused it, it becomes real. So I go through this deep depression get suicidal. And one day I'm like, I've got to do something. I call a psychologist and she tells me to come in right now. So I go in and I, I spill the beans to her. I tell her every single thing I'm doing. She's trying to get me to stop breaking the law, trying to get me to go into real estate of all things. So I, I see her for about four months. And one night I just, I get lonely. I get lonely and, and horny. And I had never been to a strip club before. And so I was 35 and uh, walk into a strip club and I'm that idiot that literally he falls in love with the first stripper that he sees. I walk in, she walks by and I'm like, that's the one for me. So I started seeing her right before shadow crew got popped. Um, shadow crew, like I said, it was popped, uh, October 26th of 2004. I started seeing Elizabeth in January of 2004. We were engaged by June or July. And I quickly, um, she, I found out after I moved her in my home that she was addicted to Coke and all this other stuff. So I put her through rehab and I get this, this, this crazy idea of, you know, what I'll do in order to keep her mind off drugs is whatever she wants, I'll give to her. Well, I had no idea what that meant. So I, I quickly, I had some U.S. currency stateside and I quickly went through all those savings. At about the same time, I'm starting to go broke on that. Shadow crew gets popped. So I'm the guy that uh, that started this this thing called tax return identity theft, uh, stealing someone's identity and filing tax returns. I'm the, I'm the idiot that started that crime. I was um, stealing $160,000 a week some weeks. I got to where I could file a return once every six minutes. Next, uh, like I said pocket 160k a week is what I was stealing. Could not do that because. When Shadow Crew got popped, that was the end of tax season. So tax season had ended. My my money that I had stolen was all overseas and everything. So I didn't have anything stateside. Couldn't go into credit card theft because, again, Shadow Crew had been popped and there was so much paranoia. You didn't know who was a cop and who was not. So I started running counterfeit cashier's checks. And um, Shadow Crew gets popped October 26th. I get picked up February 8th of 2005, uh, three weeks before I was supposed to marry this uh, Mary Elizabeth. Um, needless to say, that, that relationship falls apart pretty quickly. But the Secret Service, what they did was, is they come in and they give me a job. They um, they let me sit in the county jail for a week. Two, two agents fly in from New Jersey and ask me, uh, what can you do for us? And my response was, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So they let me sit in the county jail another three months to get a taste of it. Get me out. And um, the night they get me out, I start breaking the law again. 
and that uh, I worked for the Secret Service for about a year, targeting uh, other cyber criminals, uh, teaching them how cybercrime actually works, the dynamics of it, things like that. And every single day from inside of their offices, I also broke the law. Um, that lasted about a year until they found out. They find out, revoked my bond. I was only under state charges at that point. So they revoked the bond, sent me back to county jail. The judge reinstates the bond, says they revoked it improperly. So I walk out of the jail. No one calls the Secret Service. I take off on a cross-country crime spree. I pull out $600,000 in about four months. Wake up one morning after I've stolen $167,000 out of an ATM machine the night before. Wake up one morning, sign on to a website called Carter's Market, and there is my name, U.S. Most Wanted, beside of it. So what do I do? I go to Disney World. I was in Las Vegas, and I go to Disney World at that point. Lasted about six weeks in Disney World, Secret Service. They find me using a thing called Triggerfish. Find me, send me to prison, and then I escaped from prison. You stayed how long at Disney World? About six weeks. How? Where? So I got down to, uh, I had a Jeep Cherokee, drove that from Vegas to Orlando, paid cash for a timeshare on Universal Boulevard, uh, so I paid $9,000 for six months. In a timeshare, went down to a furniture store, bought $30,000 worth of furniture, went to an electronics store, bought another thirty k in electronics. And the idea was to set up shop and just wait there six months to a year until the uh, things died down enough so that I could get a passport and bug out down to, uh, to Brazil. Of course, when I say I went to Disney World, that's exactly what I meant. Me and I, I went and I bought the, the the year the the annual pass at Walt Disney and at Universal Studios, and I usually went there every single day for a couple hours just to kind of relax and chill out for a while. And like I said, that lasted about six weeks. I was arrested at the timeshare. Uh, it was September sixteenth, two thousand six was was my rest day. I was used to uh, builders coming by and knocking and asking if everything was working all right. So one morning I get the, that morning I get a knock at the door. I go to the people and look out. No one's there. Open the door, step out in the hallway, and walking down the hall are two South Carolina Secret Service agents and an Orlando uh, sheriff. They turn around. They're like, "Hey, Brett," and I'm like, "Hey, guys, you want to come in?" And they're like, "Well, let's put you in cuffs first. And I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of thought so." So they walk in and uh, confiscate everything, send me to jail, and transport me back to South Carolina, which is, which is where I was living and where the charges originated from. Okay, now you have been brought back to South Carolina. What part of South Carolina, by the way? I was living in Charleston. Uh, the Secret Service is located in Columbia, South Carolina, so that's where I was in jail and everything was up in Columbia. We'll talk about what happened then. Brett Johnson, he has a really, really fascinating career, a life of crime, but he's not doing that anymore, okay? And he's learned his lesson, but we're going to, take you through the story and see what happens after he returned to Charleston, South Carolina and Columbia, South Carolina. I lived in South Carolina years before you were born, probably, Brent. More to come on the Tech Night How Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So I lived in South Carolina, Brett Johnson, probably before 1970. Ah, okay, gotcha. And I work, this is interesting. A story here, I'll just be brief about it. Where I was working at a radio station, assistant news director, and I broke a story. It just about new appointees to the county, to the county ah. commission in Charleston. Unfortunately, the county commissioner didn't like me running that story, although somebody else ran it anyway. They complained to the station. And the station fired me. Now, this is ridiculous. I broke a story. They're supposed to do that as a newscaster. And so they fired me then and there, handed me my final check. I talked to the program director. This is WQSN Charleston Country Station, just around 1970 or so. And I said, you'll give me a good reference anyway. I mean, this is kind of dirty pool. And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And I was out of work until the very last day that my unemployment ran out. They opposed that too, by the way. And the only reason I got a job by then is I realized this program director had been double crossing me behind my back and giving me a bad reference. So I couldn't get the jobs because he was saying things behind my back. I mean, you got to say this is so that's my little experience in Charleston, South Carolina. My memory, my memory isn't so great. So what happened to you? So, so what happens with me? Um, <laughs> so they sent me back to South Carolina. I had promised myself that if they gave me any, any more than 60 months, that I was not going to stay at prison, that I was going to escape. So here's what happens. I was in Orlando 
in Orlando, I met this this meth dealer because all the federal detainees are, are held in one location. So I met this meth guy that was in his late 60s. They called him Yeti, and me and him developed kind of a friendship. And we're talking one day, and he tells me, he's like, hey, you know, uh, the only time you get off in federal prison is with the drug program. And I'm like, Yeti, I don't use drugs. And he was like, you can find a drug problem, can't you? And I'm like, you know, I can find a drug problem. So what happens is, is the way they get you back from someplace like Orlando back to, say, Columbia, South Carolina, where I was going, is they stop at every single county jail they can along the way. It wears the, the inmate down so that by the time you get to your destination, you're tired, you're not a problem, you're compliant, everything else. So I probably, it took two weeks to transport me from Orlando to Columbia, South Carolina, I probably stopped at 12 to 14 county jails along the way. And each county jail I stop at, I tell them, because they do this processing with you, I tell them all that I'm an alcoholic and that I'm on cocaine. Now, the truth is I've never used, I didn't start drinking until I was 35, or 34 rather, but uh, never used coke or drugs or anything like that. So by the time I get to Columbia, I've got a paper trail of things saying that I have a drug problem. So I had this attorney, uh, he looked exactly like... uh, Lando Calrissian, what's his name? Um, ah, geez, I forgot the guy's name. <laughs> Looked exactly like him. He gets up, and the only good thing he did for him, he was a public defender. The only good thing he does is he asks the judge to order a psychological evaluation. Judge agrees. So I'm at the county jail. It's a four-hour evaluation. The psychologist comes in. He pulls me out. He's interviewing me. About halfway through the evaluation, he's like, uh, use any type of drugs? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what do you use? Uh, cocaine. Smoke or snort? Snort. How much do you use? An eight ball a day. And he looks at me. He's like, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you, do you, do you have any trouble out of that? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't get an erection. And he looks at me and I'm like, is that correct? Now, where I got that was watching Boogie Nights. I figured if it's in that, it had to be right. So he looks at me. He's like, you know, it could happen. Well, that ended up in my pre-sentence report, and that's a pre-sentence report is when you're going to federal prison where you're about to be sentenced, the probation officer and the prosecutor, they sit down, they do an extensive background check on you, detail all your history and everything else, and then calculate how much time you should serve. So that was in my pre-sentence report. The day of sentencing, what happens is, is the prosecutor's there, the Secret Service is there, and the prosecutor is literally screaming. He's like, Mr. Johnson has manipulated the prosecutor, he's manipulated the Secret Service, and he's manipulating you today, Your Honor, and we insist on the upper limits of the guidelines. Judge looks at me, and she was like, I agree, 75 months. I'm like, huh, look at my lawyer, and I'm like, uh, he stands up, Your Honor, will you order the drug program for Mr. Johnson? Judge goes, no, but I'll recommend he gets evaluated for it. So evidently, the Secret Service had told the judge that I was full of crap that I'd never used drugs before. I look at my my lawyer and I'm like, what does that mean evaluated? And he's like, well, you're probably not going to get it. I'm like, I'll tell you what, how soon can you get me to the camp? And he's like, if you don't appeal, I'd get you there pretty quick. And I'm like, you know, screw the appeal, get me to the camp. I'll take it from there. He looks at me like I'm the biggest idiot in the world because he knows exactly what I'm thinking. So six weeks later, I arrive at Ashland, Kentucky. It wasn't supposed to have a fence around it. It's got a 14 foot fence, razor wire on top. I walk in through processing. First question I ask is, hey, man, uh, got any jobs outside of the fence? And he's like, oh, yeah, you can work in the National Forest if you want to. And I'm like, no, I'll die out there. And he's like, well, you could do landscaping. And I'm like, you know, I can run a weed eater. So two two days later, I walk in the landscaping office and the guard who runs landscaping behind his desk, the entire wall 
is this aerial photo blown up of the compound and the outlying areas. So I can sit there and talk to him and plot my escape at the same time. I'm the hardest worker he's got for, for six weeks, taking every detail he wants taken. At the end of six weeks, I make my escape. I had uh, some contacts, drop off some clothing, $4,000 in cash, a phone and a driver's license. And I bug out. Um, I'm out uh, for anywhere from three, I think it's three or four weeks. I was out, I was out on the outside. Meanwhile, the U S marshals, they're uh, canvassing the area. They finally find me, send me back to prison. Um, at this point, they send me to a room. I spent eight months in solitary confinement. And then they send me out to um, West Texas to May as well call it a real prison. That's where I went through three prison riots there. Saw uh, two people literally beaten to death, um, four, four suicides. I mean, it was just a, a, a complete nightmare of a place. Yes, that sounds like a spectacular uh, way to go. This is a movie, by the way. Why don't we have a movie? Well, they and who would play yours? Well, I'm not allowed to say that the actor they're looking at uh, to do that right now, but they are working on one of these uh, scripted television series, you know, something for maybe Netflix or Amazon, something like that. Um, of course, what happens is, is what turns me around was my sister. I, I have like, th- there, there are three important people that I got, that got me from being this, this career criminal to a, a legitimate citizen. And the first was my sister. She, uh, she disowned me. Not because I was breaking the law. She just told me because of, of the stripper that I was dating. Uh, that was the line in the sand. So she hadn't talked to me for a year. I, I had uh, gotten engaged. I had been arrested. I had worked for the Secret Service. And then I had uh, went on the run, made the U.S. Most Wanted list, went to prison and escaped. And she hadn't talked to me. So after the escape, they, they, they arrested me pretty quickly after that. I'm at a county jail just being held there. They've got a 10-minute visitation. My dad... He comes to visit and he was like, son, can I do anything for you? And I'm like, yeah, dad, you can tell my sister I said I love her. So dad goes and he calls Denise. Denise is seven and a half hours away in North Carolina, pregnant. She gets in the car, drives. So seven and a half hours to come see her dumbass brother for 10 minutes to tell me she loves me. Um, after that, they send me out to West Texas. And I, don't, I don't see her again for five years. So that took about two and a half years behind the fence. But. That is what initially got me to realize that you know, I'd always justified my crimes. I'd said, you know, I, I committed them for my family, for my wife, for my stripper girlfriend. It took about two and a half years for me to realize that, no, I, I victimized all those people because I chose to do it. So I get out. I'm released from prison in 2011, and I have no taste of breaking the law whatsoever. I'm on three years probation, which meant I could not touch a computer. No phone, nothing else. Can't have it. I had job offers from uh, Deloitte from no before fishing company, uh, from a couple of payment processors could not take them. Got to the point that I was applying for fast food jobs. No, that's a computer. I'm like, okay, what about a, a waiter's position? They're like, no, that's a computer and credit cards. Idiot. Get okay. So of course this is a point of sale system and it's not like the old days where they write up a paper thing and a paper check. And then you go to the physical manalog cash register there are no physical analog cash registers maybe there are but i understand the digital thing here they're afraid you're going to do something and hack their system we got more to come brett johnson with gene steinberg this is the tech night owl live Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way dot com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national best-selling book. You can buy it on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or be among the first 250 people to reply. Just text the word best seller to 49776. That's best seller to 49776 to claim your free national best-selling book now. That's the word best seller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Just text the word best seller to 49776. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish. GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Long and short of it is, and I have a relative who had a white-collar crime in his record, and he was restricted from owning a business and some other things for the five-year probation. So you obviously can't get jobs of anything related to computers, which is basically any job these days. Yeah, I, I, could, I didn't have a job, could not find one. So I'm, I'm borrowing money from my father, from my sister. I've got a roommate that's taking care of half the rent. I'm on food stamps so that I can eat. Didn't have any money. I got to the point I had a, uh, I had a cat, a small cat, and had enough money to feed my cat. And I didn't have any money to buy toilet paper for the apartment. So what I do, I go down to the dollar store. I buy the cat some food. On the way out, they've got this kiosk there that had some toilet paper on it, and that there, it's about a year and a half after I've been released, that was the first crime I committed when I got out. And what happens is, is about that same time, my wife now, Michelle, she ends up finding me. I'd been dating the exact same type of women I had been dating. It's like I had a sign that said, you know, send me back to prison. But uh, she finds me. We start talking. We, we date. And I ended up moving in with her about two months after that. And finally, I, I get a job. And the only job that I could get was, was manual labor, pushing a lawnmower. And the only way that I got that, I had Michelle look on Craigslist for some ads. She finds this one for, for lawn care. And I call the guy and we're talking. He's like, come on, come down, come down and talk to me. So I go down and he's, he's basically, he's a, he's a one man operation. He's, he runs his own business and he's needing someone to help out with that. So I'm sitting there talking to him for about 20 minutes. And finally he stops and he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. He's like, look, he said, you don't look like the type of guy who would do this type of work. And I'm like, okay. He's like, are you on the run or, or something like that? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. And I, I tell him everything you know, about my, my criminal past and everything. And when, when I get through, he looks at me. He's like, you know, he said, honestly, I'm going to have to think about it. I'm like, I understand. So I go back home. So two days later, I get a call and he's calling back and he's like, uh, look, he said, if I hire you, will you actually work? And I'm like, dude, if you will give me a job, I'll work my butt off. So he gives me a job. I'm working 50 hours a week. 10 hours a day, pushing a lawnmower, $400 a week. And, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working my butt off and I'm happy, man. I'm doing something. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually finally able to do something. Well, what happens is, is after a few months of that, it gets cold. When it gets cold, you can't mow the grass. And a lot of the reason that I break the law is I'm, I'm one of these guys that I have to buy love. It's not enough for me to tell someone the important people that I love them. I have to show it through buying some sort of expensive crap. Well, so the job ends and that, that tick that I've got, it comes up and I'm like, you know, I've got to do something. I've got to show Michelle that I'm worth it. And I get it in my head. I'm like, you know, at at least if nothing else, I can bring food in the house. So I get online, buy some stolen credit cards, use that to start ordering food to drop addresses. And I get called, I get called and I go back to prison for 10 months. Uh, Probation officer at the sentencing, he stands up for me and he's like, you know, he's a good guy. We think this is just a one-time thing. Prosecutor stands up and literally says the exact same thing. Still, I got 10 months. I go back to Texas to prison. And what happens is, is that Michelle, she didn't question it. She didn't leave me. She didn't hesitate. I mean, she was just, she was just right there. That's when I found out she didn't need me for what I could give her. 
she needed me for me. And I hadn't, I hadn't had that since, since we were kids, me and my sister. So I get out, we get married shortly after that. I'm no longer on probation. They killed all that. So I can touch a computer and I tell Michelle, I was like, you know, let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can actually find a job. So I get on LinkedIn of all places because no one will hire someone like me. I'm the guy who stole everything. So I get on LinkedIn, reach out to this FBI agent by the name of Keith, Keith Malarski. He's uh, like an FBI super cop. He actually retired four weeks ago, but he was involved with the uh, Silk Road arrests, with uh, my arrest, with all these other cybercrime arrests over the past two decades. Reach out to him and I send him a message. I was like, hey, man, I, I think the work you did was outstanding. You have nothing but my respect. And by the way, I would like to be legal. And within two hours, he responds, takes me under his wing, gives me advice, references. And that's the way it's been since that point. He was the first from there. It was uh, the card not present group. It was the head of the Identity Theft Resource Council from there. Microsoft comes in and hires. And today I speak all over the planet. I consult with the uh, largest companies in the world, with law enforcement, with consumer groups like AARP. Um, I've got a podcast at onlinefraudcast.com. That's what I do today. Is, uh, we're working on a TV series, a couple of books. You know, I'm able to use the knowledge that uh, that I've got to help people avoid the type of person like I used to be. Well, looking at your past, especially when you're a kid and a parent is stealing, which is some kind of influence, even if you had the tendency, even if it was in your genes, that had to count for a lot. Your upbringing, a lot of people don't have best upbringings these days it's hard to survive so parents have to work a couple of jobs both parents sometimes to survive and who is left stranded the kids well you know i I kind of agree with that but the problem is is that my sister other than that one shoplifting incident she never broke the law again and i'm i'm well aware like denise goes off to be a great teacher she's a great parent uh just a pillar of the community that she lives in and I'm aware that other people have had much worse upbringings than I did, and they ended up just fine. While I think that, that the childhood gave me the tools that I would need if I chose to break the law, it was finally just my choice to do that. Uh, certainly, I can't control what happened as a child. You know, as a, as a minor, the, 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 the adults are supposed to be adults. And and protect the kid and, and make sure the kid has a good moral compass. But when I turned you know eighteen, it, it, that's on me at that point. So now we know you're doing well. How? And I have to look at this. Like maybe you're like an alcoholic or a drug addict. You're compelled sure. to break the law. Is it your wife that helps you every single day? This has to be all legal now. When I left prison, and they tell everyone this when you leave uh, when you leave penitentiaries. They tell you that if you can get a job, if you can get something that you care about, the chances of you coming back really is pretty slim at that point. So what I did, that's why I had the cat. I got the cat so I'd have something to care about. Now, I didn't understand really what they were saying at that point in time. And it's not been really until 2018 that I finally fully understood what they meant by find something you care about. And, and that right there is 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 the life changer. I mean, now I've got a great family. I've got friends, for the, real friends now for the first time in over 30 years. I've got people that I went to high school with that are that are finding me on Facebook and all these other social media platforms because they've heard that Brett finally turned his life around and they're they're expressing how happy they are about it and wanting to reconnect. I've got uh, I've got all these businesses that rely on me that that have given me a chance. I've got law enforcement that like I go in and I speak at Quantico 
I've got law enforcement that trust me enough to come in and speak to other uh, CISO Academy and things like that about how cybercrime works, how cyber criminals operate their mindset and everything else. So it's, it's, I've got a lot, I've got a lot to care about. And I don't think that up until 2018, I never understood what that meant. But when you have something to care about, all of a sudden, it, when you, if you ever think about breaking the law, that right there kills it completely. We got a couple more segments with Brett Johnson. And now having brought you up to date on his past, let's talk about some of the things he tells all these companies to protect you. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam tells top staffers he won't resign after a racist photo surfaced from his med school yearbook page. Richmond resident Darnell Carruthers. I don't believe in my heart that he is racist. Meanwhile, a second woman accuses Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax of sexual assault when they both were students at Duke University. Fairfax, in a statement, calls the accusation demonstrably false. He says, I have never forced myself on anyone ever. The city of Milwaukee has held a vigil for 35-year-old officer Matthew Ritter. He was shot and killed on Wednesday while serving a search warrant. City Alderman Tony Zelensky says Ritter was a hero. He did two tours of duty in Iraq. He comes back here and fights for our safety right in our own neighborhoods. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. 
Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm going to hit you, Brett Johnson, with one very quickly, talking about hacking things. I had another security guy come on the show and tell me that you can get a device for $35, that if you're in proximity to somebody with a key fob from a car, you can probably clone it. Is that correct? Well, that is correct. I would say it takes some sort of technical sophistication to set up the device properly. The truth of the matter is, is you can buy the device off of Amazon for roughly $35. And then there are tutorials and some schematics that will walk you through how to set up the device properly. That's one of the reasons in the UK, in the UK, that's, it's a huge issue in the UK because we've got the key fobs now. And a lot of people in the UK leave the key fob in the car. Now, I don't understand that. Of course, I don't live in the UK. Why would they leave the key fobs in the car? It's like leaving the door open. Well, sure. So if you if you look, uh, so I've got an F-150. And certainly you can leave, if you wanted to, you could leave the key fob in the car, but you could still get in the vehicle because there's that little number pad on the outside. And, and a lot of people tend to do that because they don't have to search for the key. They just leave the key in the car, lock the doors and everything, and then when they want to drive, they just get in and push the button and go. Now, the problem with that is is that criminals understand that mentality, and it's pretty easy to go around at 2 to 4 o'clock in the morning with this little device and try to figure out who's got the key fob in the car because the signal is going to – at least it sends a signal out enough that the criminal can walk by on the street and see who has a key fob in the car, program it to you know, kind of clone the, the fob at that point, get in the vehicle, and run it. Um, that becomes the issue all, all of a sudden. So basically here, is it any car that can be cloned this way or only certain brands? It started, uh, the, the easiest one was Mercedes of all things. So it started with Mercedes. And I, there's a few other brands that work as well to do that. Uh, a lot of it has to do, so, so the, the device, if you have the fob in the house, is the fob going to send a signal out strong enough that the device will get it. And, and one of the ways you can test that is does your fob have the remote start feature on the vehicle? So how far away can you be and still start the vehicle? That's exactly how far away this device will work as well. All right. So a lot of people are starting to put their, uh, their fobs in the microwave or someplace like that to keep the signal from being broadcast out to someone who may be trying to steal the vehicle. Now, the other way, if you don't have the 
remote start is if you just press the panic button, you'll hear the car, you'll hear it go off, the alarm go off. Or if you press the trunk button, maybe the lights will flash before you open the trunk. There's always going to be a way. That is that is an outstanding uh, piece of advice. I, I I hadn't even considered that. Just, I've got the remote start on mine. I'm like, okay, I can I can do it from at least a hundred feet away. So you have to wonder why would they would want to do that. You have to think here that maybe the automakers can do more proactively to protect their customers, or do they feel that the loss of a certain percentage of cars from an accounting standpoint is fine? Well, the, the issue is, is that when, when you've got a company like that, you you have a fraud department, but you've also you've also got a marketing department, an engineering department, all these other separate departments. So when you're looking at something like the key fob, fraud really doesn't have a say so in that. Engineering comes up with that device, everyone's like, "Oh, that's a great device." So that device, the signal that's sent out, isn't an encrypted signal. It's easy enough to intercept or clone that signal. Okay, and that that's the entire issue. Now, if if the developers actually have enough time to encrypt everything from end to end. You couldn't clone that signal, and we're seeing that now. That that they understand. Okay, these fobs. We didn't realize that criminals are going to use some sort of device to clone it and steal the vehicle. So it's an easy enough process to fix it. But the person has to go in and get a new fob. The uh, car manufacturer has to go ahead and and re make all the fobs so it becomes expensive so it's it's a little bit of all that that you mentioned as well okay that's the car now let's go on i'm going to ask you also another question here whether it's possible or not because i ran into this issue with apple we have two-factor authentication so the way they had work was that you log in with your email password they then will offer to send a passcode to your smartphone like your iphone for example And you get that code by SMS, and then you enter that code to unlock your service. Unfortunately, if something happens to that phone, or if you decide, as I did, to give up that phone number because I was getting too much telemarketing on it, I wanted another number. I've had enough. I had for a decade or something like that. Of course, you can never, ever get into that account. Or is there a way to break into an email account? I'm not asking for advice here with two-factor authentication and no way to get the second factor. Okay, so so two-factor tends to run, today it tends to run in two different ways. The first way, way is either the two-factor is set up through email, so send an email message that you have to respond to or you'll have a code in the email. If you're doing two-factor like that, it is completely, completely useless because there's a thing called spear phishing, and, and that is basically a criminal sending a targeted email out to a victim. Spear phishing is 86% successful, so it's easy enough for me to gain access to your email login. Uh, 86% chance of that happening. If two-factor is set up via phone, you are you are absolutely right. If you get rid of that phone number, it is a chore, almost impossible to to get access to the account if you if you lose the password and everything at that point. Uh, there are ways to do it. I was working. Um, we worked with. Um, I tangentially worked with Jose Canseco a couple of weeks ago. He had his Twitter account taken over, and I got him in contact with someone that knew someone at Twitter that had everything reset. So the process to, if you lose your two, your phone number, change it or whatever, the process of regaining access to an account can potentially take days or a couple of weeks to do that. And the, the hoops that you have to jump through are, oh my, because they keep asking you to, 
receive an SMS to the existing phone number. So you have to talk to fraud. You have to talk to uh, marketing. There are numbers of people that you have to talk to there and submit documents, submit ID verification, address uh, verification, everything else. And even then it becomes problematic to get it back. Um, Let me just jump in here. I was told by Apple, there is no way to get it back. I said, what if somebody hacks my account? There is no way that you can recover your access to the email account if you lose the second factor and you don't have what they call a recovery key, which is impressive. No way. There's no way they can do it. And I went back and forth through support. They said there's no way to get past it. My, my opinion on that is that you were dealing with some CSA agents that just didn't do their job properly. Uh, it is a chore to do it, but you can get it done. Uh, for example, when you set up your, your email account, did you have the security questions or no? In this particular case, I set up, and this is the Apple service, they had something called .Mac going back okay. to the early 2000s, and I set up the account. And I won't tell you what the email address is. I think most of you can guess it. <laughs> but later on, they decided to make, these accounts, all Apple IDs after iCloud was set up. The Apple ID is the email address you use to manage Apple's services and products, which I don't have any of those. I have a different Apple ID, which is an email address that I control fully on my server. This way, I don't run into a problem. They automatically established two-factor on a lot of these services, anything related to iCloud. So I had to give them the phone number in entering and getting logged into the account. I had to give them that phone number. They claim they also have a recovery key somewhere, but I never saw it. And maybe I overlooked it. Maybe right. I printed it out and I don't have it now because right now I'm at a motel until I get a new place to go to. So all my furniture is in storage. I have no access to it. Sure. So in this particular case, I went through several levels and Apple said, even in the case of fraud, this is what they tell me. There is no way this can ever be recovered. Either you get access to the phone number again, even briefly, talk to your carrier, have them figure it out. But they can't do it. And I went back and forth for a couple of weeks on this, and they insist there's no way. I went through several customer service reps, senior tech support representatives. No way, Jose, they tell me. More to come with Brett Johnson on the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com.
Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. It's time to join the Tahibo Tea Club. Tahibo Tea comes from the inner bark of the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. The Tahibo tree never gets sick, never gets infected, and never gets infested. As a result, it contains antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. Tahibo tea can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening condition due to infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo tea is available for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping. One pound makes 300 servings, which is only 12 cents per cup. Dial 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. All orders ship immediately the same day. Call now, 818-883-7222. That number again, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We're giving Brett Johnson the insoluble problem. Does he know of a way to recover? An iCloud or Apple ID account where you no longer have access to factor number two, the verification factor. The next question that I would ask you is, you changed phone number. Did you keep the same phone? It's a different phone. I still have that phone. It's not been returned. However, the number is no longer active on it. It has no number on it because there's no service on it. That's that's fine. I, I still contend 
that if you spoke to the right person, I'll tell you what, I know some people over at Apple. We'll talk after this and I'll see if I can hook you up with the right person to get your account back. You may have to jump through some hoops, but we'll see if we can actually get it back for you. This is obviously something Apple does also for promotional purposes. How secure the devices are, because that's the big thing they're pushing for. We're much more secure than Android. We are more secure than Microsoft. We're the best in the world. So I can see from a marketing standpoint, telling customers there's no way to do this or making it so difficult that you have to go by a wing and a prayer. As a normal person here, going through my day-to-day business, using a credit card, debit card, paying for things online, dealing with customer, with point-of-sale computers at stores, at restaurants. Are there a few things I can do to protect myself? There are. The the first thing you need to realize is that your information is out there, all right, period. There's no such thing as making sure that your information, your social, your date of birth, uh, other PII, personal information, is is not out there. It is. Uh, Last year, we had 1,500 reported breaches. Of those 1,500 just reported breaches, we had 2.6 billion records compromised. So your information is there. So if you understand that and accept that, then you have to get to the point of, okay, if a criminal has my information, what can I do to make sure that he or she can't use it? And there's some very simple things you can start by doing. The first is to freeze the credit of yourself and every single person in the house. Uh, Credit freezes became free on September 21st. So they're free as of September 21st, 2018. No longer costs you anything to freeze the credit or to thaw out the credit if you're applying for new credit someplace. So a credit freeze takes care of all new account fraud, just new account fraud. And by that, I mean a criminal cannot pull your credit report. He can't file for a new account for you or or try to apply for a new account because the creditor can't pull the credit report without your specific permission. So it takes care of all account fraud. The problem with new account fraud is that New account fraud only accounts for 4% of all overall fraud. The other 96% is existing accounts. So you also have to monitor all accounts. And when I say monitor all accounts, that's exactly what I mean. Email accounts, merchant logins, bank accounts, credit card accounts, credit reports. You monitor all accounts and you also place alerts on the accounts where you can. The lowest dollar alert, for example, Discover card has a zero dollar alert, meaning that if a criminal just gets your Discover card information and he pings it to see if the card is still alive, you will receive a text message saying, hey, someone's trying to use my card and then you can do something about it. So you freeze credit, you monitor accounts. The other thing is how many people out there use the same password across multiple websites? I know most everyone out there does. Over 80 percent of everyone does that. Use the same password use or you use a variation on that password. The problem is, is that we're never trained on how to come up with secure passwords. We're told to use so many characters, uppercase, lowercase, throw in a couple of symbols. And we've got a graph there that says weak, 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 weak. Finally, it says strong. And you're like, hey, it's strong. No idea how I got there, but it's strong. And we tend to use that password across multiple sites. Because you use the same password, criminals know that. They realize that. So if they can get your password to say your Hulu account, that password will work on your Bank of America account. That's called credential stuff. And it's one of the biggest trends right now in cybercrime. So what I say for people to do is use a password manager, something like LastPass 
something that that will take that out of your hands. You don't have to worry about coming up with a secure password. It picks one for you. You only have to remember one major password. Everything else is done for you. It will change the passwords. It logs on for you. Everything else at that point. Now, Um, Apple's iCloud Keychain can also offer to set up a strong password for you. It doesn't, unfortunately, always record it for another device. You have to go through a couple of hoops to check your list of stored passwords for that service. It will create that password. Let it do its stuff. Yeah, that's that's the only issue that I've got with with Apple's manager that's built in there is that sometimes it doesn't, you have to set it up on alternate devices as well. It's great. I love it. It's great. But use some sort of password manager. Uh, another thing is a lot of senior citizens out there, because senior citizens are one of the big, big victims of cybercrime, the two, the two major victims, children, senior citizens. And the reason why is that neither one of those have have a very large presence online most of the time. Okay, and and a lot of a lot of them aren't very tech oriented. So what I also advise is there's nothing wrong if you live in a good neighborhood. Now I'm not talking if you live in assisted living or a nursing home or something like that. But if you live in a good neighborhood and you're, it's just you and your wife or you and your spouse at, at home, there's nothing wrong with writing your passwords down in a notebook. There's not a thing wrong with that. That that's one of the things that some people kind of like, oh, you can't write them down. Well, you know what? It depends on the person. It depends on the environment. You certainly couldn't write, couldn't write them down if you were in, in assisted living someplace. You've got people coming in that might steal the passwords. But if you're living by yourself somewhere like that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's much better than saving the password in the browser or as a notepad on, on the screen on the desktop of the computer. Much better than that. And I've been to homes because I used to do computer consulting before Apple developed its retail chain and gave you free support with the Apple Genius. I worked and got money before the Apple Genius, and I go mm-hmm. to people's homes and I want to log in. And I say, do you have the password you can give me? Or I'd have them type it in and I just shield my eyes. I don't want to know their password. <laughs> and right. they pick up a little post-it note on the side of the display. And I say, what if somebody comes in here or a repair person comes in here and looks around and sees your password, what Absolutely. do you do next? So if you keep it in a notebook instead, you've got the repair person coming in, you can take the notebook and whoever the repair person is never sees the passwords. And you know what? Put in a safe. Maybe you have a household safe. Absolutely. Because, you know, if they're going to break in the safe and go through that and think it's important enough, maybe it doesn't matter if you lose a few things because your jewelry or whatever valuables you put in that safe will go long before the passwords do, especially if a criminal is doing this and they don't have a lot of time. Or maybe that's a stupid guess. What do you think? No, no. Actually, I thought I thought maybe you ran into there, but no, I think you're absolutely right. Criminals do not. Most crime is is a crime of opportunity. So it's done quickly. It's done with what's called low hanging fruit. It, the, the criminals do not target people who take just the bare necessity of security precautions. They want someone who has no idea about security whatsoever. So it's a crime of opportunity, and it happens quickly. Uh, you'll you'll have you know if you're doing if you will be to uh, to to write your passwords down. The problem is, is that you get a repairman there. The repairman comes in and he just sees the password. Maybe he's not even thinking about breaking the law, but he sees the password and he's like, "Hey, let's see what they've got," and it goes from there. So it's it's better to be safe than sorry on all these things. You know what? We're just about out of time, Brett Johnson. We can do this for a week and never run out of stories that you have to tell. Please tell our listeners if they want to know what you do and how you do it. Where do they go? 
Sure. You guys can find me at anglerfish.com. That's A-N-G-L-E-R-P-H-I-S-H.com. Or you can listen to our podcast. It's right now just for merchants, but it's at onlinefraudcast.com. Thank you. And you can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Howl. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the crazy guy with the red plaid shirt. He still has the crazy red plaid shirt. Also, we offer a special service for those of you who really want to support the show. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We offer you a version of the show free of the network ads. You don't have to fast forward through them. No network ads, but you have to pay a tiny price every week or every month. $1.49 a week for $4.99 a month. We offer subscriptions for a full year. We offer subscriptions for five years and a lifetime. And that show has been on since 2002. Before there were podcasts, we had the Tech Night Owl Live. So don't forget that. A special thank you. Brett Johnson, thank you so much for regaling us with your stories and giving us solid advice on security. Thank you. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.